Welcome to the City Life Podcast. I'm Tim Woody, the pastor of City Life Church in downtown Fort Worth. There is purpose for your life. There's a destiny you have yet to walk into, and there is hope regardless of what you're facing today. I encourage you to open your heart now to what God will be speaking to you over these next few minutes. Well, welcome to church. Here I am preaching from my home office, and I'm not there. And I just got to tell you, it's really tough for me to not be there. I want to be there so bad. I'll tell you what's going on here in just a second, but I want you to go ahead and open your Bibles up to Luke 19, 12. I need you to find that in your Bibles now for the message I'm going to share called Mobilized to Occupy. But you need to look it up in your Bibles because I'm not going to uh, have the little cheat lines on the screen today because I'm having to do this from a mobile uh, location and it's just not going to work out. So you won't have any cheat scriptures on there. I don't know why I call them cheat scriptures because you're not cheating, but uh, there won't be any scripture text on there. So if you don't look it up in your Bible, you won't be able to follow along with me. So open your Bibles up again to Luke chapter 19, verse Verse 12. And uh, I'll just tell you what's going on. I have a, I, I just have a little bit of fever, just a real slight fever. And, and we have a, 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 oh, it's just kind of a, like a little rule we have with our, with our leaders and our staff. And, and it's this, is if you have fever, you don't come around other people. And so I've made the choice to be at home this morning and Rebecca's home with me as well. And I'm not doing this because I have a lack of faith, but really it's all about the principle of respect and wisdom. And it's, it's, it's my way of taking care of you, even though I can't be with you. And it's very frustrating, but I want you to dive into today's message because this is going to be good. So again, the message title is Mobilized to occupy in the scripture is Luke 19, 12. Well, I came across this really wonderful, awesome picture that I found in my office today. And, uh, and it's this picture that was taken in 1989, 33 years ago. I mean, that is literally a third of a century. Can you believe that? And that's Rebecca and me that's at the very beginning of our ministry years. And, and, and I looked at that and I thought, you know what? Through, through our years of ministry, I have no regrets. And I'm telling you, there have been some ups and downs and twists and turns and sad times and happy times. And, but, but we've sowed a lot of seed and we've seen so much harvest through the years. And uh, I saw that picture and it kind of really speaks of where I am today. It kind of is a little bit of a prelude to where you're going, where I'm going today, because that picture was taken right at the beginning of my full-time ministry work. Now, my, uh, my dad passed away on this very day one year ago. And and that picture reminded me also of my dad because today, right now, I'm doing what my dad would want me to be doing because this one scripture, well, several scriptures, but this one particular scripture was riveted on my heart from my father's preaching. And it's found in Luke 19, 13. And it's just a few words. It is occupy till I come. 
And dad would preach a lot about this. It was about serve and take action and, and do these things until Jesus comes. And, and dad would lead the church in a song that would see, say, uh, we'll work till Jesus comes. And, and there was another one he liked to lead us in. He would sing, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. And I'm just kind of thinking about how that all comes together for today's sermon, because today's sermon is mobilized to occupy, and I'm going to be preaching from that passage of scripture where dad shared that passage, occupy till I come. That's actually from the King James Version, but I'm going to go to the NIV, and we're going to read through the parable of the Minas in uh and I need for you just to follow along with me in your Bibles. Now, now before we get into it, I want you to know that the parable of the minas, it is a mina is a is a uh, weight. Okay, it's a, it's a weight that people would weigh gold or silver by. But it is similar, but it's not the same as the parable of the talents. Uh, the parable of the talents was taught just to Jesus' disciples, but the parable of the minas was taught to a huge crowd during uh, Jesus' final trip to Jerusalem, just days before his uh, crucifixion. And in this, in this parable, Jesus talked about, you know, used different, again, it's all parabolic, but, uh, but it talks about this leader who obviously has a lot of, uh, has, has a huge business and he's going to be appointed king and he has to go somewhere else to be appointed king. But but he's really talking about this period of time where he's going to be absent. Jesus is going to be absent. So what he does is he entrusts to us his servants with the resources that we need to be able to do his kingdom work. But we're also supposed to be expecting him at any moment to come back. So jump in with me into this parable in Luke 19, 12, and I want you to see the parallels to see what Jesus is really saying about himself and us. Here we go. Luke 19, 12. He said, or Jesus said, a man of noble birth went to a distant country to have himself appointed king and then to return. Now, if that doesn't sound anything like what Jesus did, then you're missing it. So don't miss it here. Jesus uh, was here. He left to go into eternity to be appointed king, and he will return later. And we're in that in-between part right now, okay? So before he left, he called 10 of his servants and gave them 10 minas. And a gold mina, if it was a gold mina, it would have been maybe around $10,000. It's hard to say, but it was a significant amount of money. So each one of his servants, he gave them 10 minas. It was 10 different servants. And he said, and so each one got one mina. So he said, put this money to work, he said, until I come back. And that's really where the King James Version says, occupy till I come. I like that. Occupy till I come. More on that later. All right. Keep reading on. It says, but his subjects hated him, his subjects in this where he was going to be set up as king. They hated him and they sent a delegation after him to say, we don't want this man to be our king. He was made king, however, and returned home. So this is actually representative of the Jewish leaders who rejected Jesus in Jerusalem when Jesus came in riding on the donkey, but they said, we don't want you as our king. So they rejected him. We'll learn more about what happens to them later at the very end of the parable. 
It says, and then he sent for his servants to whom he had given the money. He's back now. He's returned in order to find out what they had gained with it. So this is the uh, the concept that Jesus will call all of us into account for whatever we have done and for whatever he's given to us, whatever he's provided us with. We will be called into account when he returns. Okay, the verse says, so the first one came and said, sir, your mina has earned 10 more. <laughs> so that would have been... I don't know, but that's pretty good. He did great. And uh, the, the, uh, the master says, the master replied, well done, my good servant, because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter. Did you catch that? Because you have been trustworthy in a very small matter. Take charge of 10 cities. Now, I wouldn't think $100,000 or $10,000 is a small matter, but compared to 10 cities, absolutely. It's a small matter. It's a very small matter. And that is really going to be speaking about what we do on this earth is so small and significant to what we will receive in eternity because the 10 cities he's speaking of speaks of the heavenly reward that we will have that will be in proportion to what we did for God using our talents and our gifts and our positions and our our, our, our businesses or whatever. Whatever we did on this earth, in proportion to that, we will be given that in eternity but it will be huge. I mean, think of 10 cities compared to uh, the the $110,000 that he brought back. He gives him 10 cities for that. I mean, here in Fort Worth, you can't even buy a house for $110,000. I mean, hardly. And and uh, But he's saying you will be able to have 10 cities for what you've done for me. So think about that. That's what God is asking us to do. And our reward in heaven, it's going to be more amazing than you can ever imagine. So get that. That's critical because there will be that reward. And the final judgment, that, that's going to be part of that reward that we'll, uh, we'll receive then. Okay, it says the second came and said, Sir, your mina has earned five more. And his master answered, Then take charge of five cities. Okay, now we're seeing the proportion there. So he brought back uh, $50,000 to $60,000, but he gets five cities because of his faithfulness while the master was gone. So again, we can't even begin to comprehend what our reward is going to look like. Okay, keep reading. It says, then another servant said, sir, here is your mina. (laughs) I have kept it laid away in a piece of cloth. I was afraid of you because you're a hard man. You take out what you did not put in, and you reap what you did not sow. So, this one basically returns to the master what he had been given. He didn't steal anything. He didn't misuse anything. He didn't abuse anything. The The problem here is he did nothing. He had received this entrustment, but he did nothing with what he had been given. All right, this is going to get serious now. Because look, it says his master replied, I will judge you. And this is how God will judge us. I will judge you by your own words, you wicked servant. You knew, did you, that I am a hard man, taking out what I did not put in and reaping what I did not sow. 
Why then didn't you put my money on deposit so that when I come back, I could have collected it with interest? And he calls him wicked, wicked. And these are types of Christians, types of believers. Some will be doing great things for God on this earth, using the talents and skills and abilities they have, and will have massive reward in heaven. Some will use it a little bit, but will still get huge reward in heaven. But if you do nothing, it sounds as if God is going to be very disappointed with you. Um, It doesn't sound like he's going to throw you out of heaven or won't allow you to walk into eternity. But as far as your reward will be, it's not going to be like what it could have been. So then he says to those standing by, back to the scripture, take his mina away and give it to the one who has 10 minas. Well, sir, they said, he already has 10. (laughs) In other words, the people were saying, that's not fair. He doesn't need it. He's already got a bunch. Uh, Please get this. God is not fair, but he is just. And he will judge us according to our works. And if there's nothing to show, then what you have will be taken from you. And that's a a concept that goes all through the scriptures. Go go, Go back into the passage now. It says, he replied, I tell you that everyone who has, here's the principle, everyone who has more will be given. But as for the one who has nothing, even what they have will be taken away. So he will reward us according to what we do uh, with what he's given us in this life. Our potential future reward, if we don't do anything with what we have on this earth, our potential future reward will be removed. Now, now keep, keep reading along here. We're almost through. It says, but those enemies of mine who did not want me to be king over them, bring them here and kill them in front of me. Now, that sounds pretty harsh, but really what he's speaking of here is hell. It's eternal punishment, uh, eternal death for those who rejected Jesus. So there is a difference between the servants and those who rejected Jesus. The servants, they all, we don't see them being thrown into hell, but we do see us all being rewarded according to our works. Now, I want you to hear me well. God has given investments. He's poured investments into all of us. And those investments, they they look different for everyone. Uh, Skills, uh, abilities, maybe they are relationships. Uh, It could be your your intellect, uh, position or authority. Uh, It could be opportunities or your your finances, uh, skills, wisdom, talents, gifts, and anointings. But Jesus says that we're supposed to use these while while he's gone. And he commands us in the scripture to occupy till he comes. Occupy till he comes. Well, I went back and looked up that word occupy, and it's only found one time in the New Testament. And the Greek term is pragmat you of the. So it's a big, long, complicated word. But it means something really interesting. Uh, to be, it means to be occupied with or focusing upon doing something specific. It means to carry on a business. It means to work. Uh, similar to our word occupation. Now, a lot of times we think of occupy means you're just going to hold your own. 
It means you're just going to take up space or something like that. And this is not what I'm talking about. When I say we're being mobilized to occupy, it doesn't mean we're being mobilized just to take up space. Are we being mobilized just to hold on or hold your own? You know, no, 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 no. Occupy, the the definition that I have for us, which I believe is scriptural, is occupy means to do business and grow the investment God gave you. It means to work until Jesus returns. That was good. I think I'll say it again. To occupy means to do business and grow the investment God gave you. Do business and grow the investment God gave you and work till Jesus returns. And and you see, our eternal rewards that await us, they will only be to the degree that we occupy. Now, at City Life Church, we have a tool for this, and we call it Cultural Streets. Uh, we fashioned and prepared, and, and we were ready to launch all of this right when COVID hit two years ago. We were ready to launch all of these groups, and we halted it, but now we're moving into it. So if you're new to City Life, let me briefly explain. And for those of you who have uh, known about this in the past, let me just give you a quick, very brief refresher, because we are moving forward in this like 100% pedal to the metal, both feet on the ground, all right? So... <clears throat> First of all, at City Life, we don't measure our success by what happens inside the church building. We measure our success by what happens through us day in and day out. And, and really in this season, you've got a lot of Christians who are kind of like running to the mountains. They're hiding out from the hostile culture, which is quickly becoming anti-God. But we cannot. In fact, God put us in this season to make a difference. See, a lot of Christians are kind of like doing this thing of hiding their mina in the cloth and doing a little bit of nothing, just being afraid. But I'm saying it's that's the wrong thing to do. Don't run for the woods. It's time to run onto our cultural streets. It's time for us to occupy our cultural streets and thrive on our cultural streets. All right. Well, th- there are seven broad cultural streets, and these represent seven areas of influence in our culture. And way back from the beginning of City Life Church, I, I set up some street signs in, in the auditorium and put, put these labels on them. And I felt like this was part of the core of who we were supposed to be. And we must do this. And I believe that God has called everyone to at least one of these cultural streets and, and possibly two or three. Now, On these seven streets, please understand, your cultural street is where uh, you have been called by God. It's where you are anointed to influence and shape culture. Your cultural street might just be a a domain in your life where you're currently placed. Uh, It could be your occupation, your passion, or possibly a type of volunteerism that you love to do. Your cultural street uh, may be an area where you, or definitely would be an area where you naturally excel, where you even want to function the majority of the time, or you do function the majority of the time. That's what your cultural street is. See, see, the action is on the streets. The critters are up in the mountains, but the people are on the streets. The trees are in the mountains, so let's go where the action are is. Let's go where the people are. And, and you hear me say this all the time, but you have a calling, a purpose, a function, and a role in this world. And how it plays out for all of us, though, is different. But ultimately, I believe it has something to do with you and me being ambassadors in this world for Jesus. That means an attractive official representation of Jesus on this earth. And where do we do that? Inside the walls of the church? Only to a very slight degree. 
We do it on our cultural streets. So here's the def- definition of a cultural street. What is it? What is it? Well, a cultural street is where people regularly cross paths within a specific sphere of society. I'll say that again. A, your cultural street is where people regularly cross paths within a specific sphere of society. Now, we've identified seven cultural streets, and I'm going to list those for you very quickly. It's business, government, arts and entertainment, education, science and healthcare, the church, and the family. Now, Here's how this works. For example, if you're a student and uh, you you work or volunteer in education and you're continually around educators, well, you might be around these education administrators. You might be around students and you're constantly crossing paths with people in the education sphere of society. I would say that education is a cultural street for you uh, because you have unique access to other people in the education sphere that I don't. You see, you have unique influence in that sphere that I could never have. That's where you are to be the representative of Jesus. That's where you shine bright. That's where you need to let your works be seen. And it's very possible that your calling, your your purpose, your role, your function as a light bearer of Jesus then would be in the education cultural street. And it works works that way for every one of our cultural streets. All right, we're going to do something different right now. This is very, very practical, but I want you to follow along with me. We're in the age, the era where just about everyone has a handheld device or a computer and you've got them in your hands. You've got them right next to you right now. 99% of you do. And if you don't, just bear with me. Don't close, shut me down. Just bear with me here for just a few minutes. But I'm going to have all of us take our cultural streets test. Now, here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Get your phone and, and open the City Life app on your phone. And, and there you will find the cultural streets. Uh, you'll see the cultural streets notation or a little thing right there on your your uh, your homepage, the, the main screen. And and I, and I want you to find that, and I want you to uh, click that where it says Cultural Streets, and that's going to take you right to our Cultural Streets website. This is a website that is owned by City Life Church that we put up uh, a couple of years ago to get ready for this big launch that we were going to do, and, and it's there. It's been waiting for us, and we're ready to move into it. So I want you to go in there and take the Cultural Streets test. Now, if you don't have the City Life app, I don't even know how you're surviving in life. <laughs> That, that's a joke. But if you don't have it, it's okay. What I want you to do is to go to culturalstreets.com, culturalstreets.com. And you can go to the culturalstreets.com website and take this test right now. And, and I encourage you to do so. And uh, go to the website, the app, and I'm going to take it right along with you right now so that we can do this together. I'm doing it right along with you. I'm going to take the test. So I'm going to take mine, you take yours. We'll be back in just a second.
All right, I know some of you might still be working on it. I just finished mine, and my cultural street is faith. I like this because while we're waiting on others to finish up, you can click through this, learn a little bit more about it. You can share it on social media. Uh, but take a few minutes and look at this while others are finishing up, and then we're going to move on to our next step. This is fun. This is good. All right, I'm going to have us do something right now, and hopefully you're finished up or finishing up, and I don't want to rush you, but, yeah, you know, you, you can get caught up. But I, I'm going to have you lift your hands when I mention the cultural street that you are. And and if, if uh, maybe one came up that you didn't think is you, well, that's okay. Uh, it, it, that may be like a secondary one because these are not 100% accurate. This is our own quiz that we put together and weighted the answers. So so uh, we didn't want to make it like 100 questions either, so it would take an hour to take it. So so it's it's brief. It's, it ten, tends to hit uh, be accurate and hit, hit the spot with most of the people who have taken it. But most people, again, have two or three streets. And, uh, and so I want you to lift your hand for each one of the cultural streets that you're a part of that represents you when I call it out. Now, you might be thinking, Pastor Tim, you can't see me. <laughs> well, if you're in the City Life building, we have some, a wonderful security camera system. And I just realized that I have the ability to look at that security system right here on my own computer, on my own phone, and so we can check the cameras out. So I can watch you and see you. So all I'll ask you to do is when you raise, lift your hand, wave it a little bit. This is fun. Okay, we're going to make this work. This is this will be interactive even though I can't be there today. Okay, lift your hand, raise your hand if business is one of your uh, cultural streets or is your cultural street. Lift your hand, wave it for me. All right. Hands down. Next one, government. Raise your hand. Wave at me if government is one of your cultural streets. That's one of mine, but it's not my primary. All right? Good. Another one, arts and entertainment. If that is your cultural street or maybe one of your top ones that you feel you, you're called to, lift your hand now. Arts and entertainment all over the building. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, let's look at the next one, education. That may be one of your top two or three. Maybe it didn't come up as your first one, but you know education is one of those areas where you have influence, where you occupy. So if education is one of your top two or three, lift your hand now and wave it for me. Education people all over that. That's it. That's it. 
all those homeschool parents and teachers and students, awesome administrators. Okay, the next one, science and healthcare. Science and healthcare. Ready? Wave your hand. Come on. All right, good, good. Fitness people, healthcare people, that's right. People who are way too smart, <laughs> you know you are. Awesome, awesome. Okay. When I say way too smart, you're like, I could never even begin to figure out anything that you would be able to do. I, I, I just couldn't. It's like, that's one area that I just, it's not for me. <laughs> Certainly not my cultural street. Okay, let's look at the next one. Church is, how many of you would say church is your cultural street or is one of your top two or three? Rave your hand. All right, good, good. Wave those hands. Nice. Now, the last one. Family, lift your hand and raise it if family is one of your cultural streets, one at the top, or your top one. All right? Okay, thank you very much. Now, here's how we're going to make this work for us. I'm asking you now to use the card that was on the seat when you arrived. And if for some reason you don't have one, ushers have extras. And if you lift your hand, they'll bring one to you. But but we have these cultural streets discussion groups, which are going to be launched during the first uh, the, this first quarter of the year. Now, if you want to, you can also use the City Life app. So you can go to the app and you can uh, you can pull it up on there because you're going to see the survey for the cultural streets discussion groups and I, and I'd love for you to go ahead and, and click on that in the app and it's going to it's going to take you to just a brief form to fill out to let us know which of the cultural streets discussion groups you would like to be a part of and I'm going to be at all of them and uh but you can use the, the 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 card, you can use the app, or if you're watching online and and uh, you don't have either, one things you can do is they are dropping in a little link right now into the uh, into the the little newsfeed or whatever it's called into the comments section. They're dropping a little uh, link in there. Click that link and you'll be able to fill this form out right now. And uh, and I want I want you to do that. I want you to get this filled out one way or another. And so go ahead and start on that. I'm going to do mine as well. But these are all happening on Tuesdays scattered throughout the first quarter of the year here. And uh and I, again, I'm completing mine right along with you. So uh, as soon as I get mine done, I will say hi to you again. Pretty easy to fill this out, though. And when you're finished, if you're doing it electronically, click the little submit button. Feel free to read through all the stuff. These are interactive discussion groups, and I have the agenda written in here of what we will be talking about. Now, I'll tell you why this is important. It's because as we do this together... You who are called to each one of these cultural streets, you are going to be designing how this cultural street group is going to function in the future, what spinoff groups will look like, etc. In fact, the first cultural street group that's going to be meeting is uh, is the one which is coming up on Wednesday. Uh, actually, no, it's coming up on Tuesday of next week, 
Tuesday the 18th, and that's business. So if you're going to be a part of that business group, I look forward to seeing you there. And I already have some really good news. One of our church elders is already ready to launch a spinoff group, which will be uh, an online spinoff group for, uh, for, for entrepreneurs, business owners, and managers. And that spinoff group is going to be launching in, uh, on, on actually Wednesday the 19th. So come to that, that meeting on Wednesday the 18th and get together with other people that are on the business cultural street. This is where the chemistry is going to begin to flow, okay? So that's the next step I want you to take. Do that. Make sure you're going to be coming to these meetings and, uh, and bring along a friend. Bring someone else along who might be interested. They don't have to be a part of City Life Church. Just bring them and, and come along because this is going to be an exciting journey over the first quarter of the year as we do each one of these discussion groups, which will take us really out to about halfway through March. Now, the other thing I encourage you to do is to be in church. The reason is, is because I'm going to be, I have a, two series of messages that I'm going to be delivering between now and Easter. And, uh, and these are going to help to mobilize you to occupy. So there, there's going to be a lot of training, I guess you can say, spiritual training from God's word that's going to come through my preaching on Sunday mornings. And, uh, and, and I, I'll just say the first series that I'm going to do is something that's called the Occupy Spirit. The Occupy Spirit, and it's going to be about Gideon and his army, and about how great exploits can be done uh, and, through the supernatural. Uh, I, I, I chi- asked the elders uh, back in, I think it was August, to chime in on this, because I really felt this was part of what God was doing uh, for this new year, and several of them sent me a lot of notes and things, and I've been able to put all these things together, and I've, I have this series of messages that I can't wait to deliver called the Occupy Spirit. And then right after that, I'm going to have another series of messages called Christianity version 2.022, which is like 2022, but Christianity version 2.022. You see, our faith, what we believe, the doctrine, it always remains the same. Uh, God is always the same, but we have to adapt the ways that we do church, the way that we integrate into the culture, and we adapt that according to what's happening around us. The church has always done this since the very, very beginning. We even have directives on how to do it that's in the New Testament, but I'm going to be talking about things that we need to be thinking about and doing as we enter into this new, very bizarre era that we're in, in this series called Christianity version 2.022, and uh, and it's all about, really, it's ultimately going to be about how you can best make Jesus known on your cultural street, but it's about living out your faith, and that's going to take us all the way to Easter, so I am pumped about the first quarter of this year. Our theme for 2021 is called Mobilized to Occupy. Again, it's Mobilized to Occupy, and that is actually the title of today's message. Remember, Jesus said these words. He says, Occupy till I come. I'll never forget Dad preaching about Occupy till I come. Occupy till I come. And I remember so many times when Dad was preaching that, he would take his glasses off at the end of the sermon and and uh, a lot of times he would take his glasses off because his glasses were steaming up. I, I learned that later. But it was because he would begin to cry when the, the presence of God would come on my dad. And he would, he would share his heart in depth at the very end of the message. 
asking people to give their lives to Christ, asking people to give up sin in their lives, asking people to let God use them. And that's the cry of my heart today. In a sense, I kind of want to dedicate this message to my dad, who's, uh, who's with Jesus now. He's been with Jesus for one year as of today. And, and he taught me to occupy till Jesus comes. Keep doing this till Jesus comes or until you draw your last breath. And I'm going to, and I want you to as well. I want to pray a prayer for you to have the strength and the courage to not just listen to this and sit through this as a nice little sermon, but to do something with it. Will you do something with this? Do something with this. Occupy till Jesus comes. I want to pray for you now, God. I pray for every person who's hearing this this sermon right now, hearing what I have to share. I pray that you will pour your spirit out on these people. Pour your spirit out on their families, upon their homes, upon their businesses. I pray, God, that you will give people just incredible ideas regarding what they can do to influence your kingdom on this earth. And I ask for your power and your might just to overwhelm every one of us. God, fill us with your spirit. We don't want to be lacking in any way, but God, we want to do our very, very best for the sake of you and for your kingdom. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And before you go today, first of all, if you're watching online, thank you so much for watching online. I encourage you to fill out one of those next cards. They'll they'll give you the link online for that. Uh, Go to the City Life app. You can do it that way as well. Fill out the next form. Uh, But but if you're in the congregation today and uh, and you've never filled out a next card, go ahead and fill that out. Take it out to the next area outside in the foyer and hang around for a little bit after church. Talk to one another in the foyer and uh, and and. And just kind of chat with one another about what each other's cultural streets is, because we have so much that we're going to be empowered to do over these next few weeks. And I'm excited to do that. And I can't wait to be back with you next Sunday. God bless you. They're going to come up and give the formal dismissal now. But in the meantime, have a wonderful, wonderful remainder of this day. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the City Life Podcast. If you're interested in attending our Sunday service or would like more information, go to citylifefw.org.